Hello? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll tell. All right, bye. Oh, hello. So glad that you guys are here today. I have something really important to tell you. First, uh, because I said that I would do it, um, I, I wanted to wear something a little bit nicer than a hoodie uh, for preaching, but I did bring my new Christmas sweater, which has our three wise men, and it says, tonight we ride. <laughs> so I'll be wearing that after the service. Mr. Rogers, who's a children's television icon in America, says, silence is the greatest gift we have. And, we, and he would start every meeting he had with one minute of silence. We just practiced that together. However, our own relationship with silence can be conflicting. You see, silence can be a gift, a benefit, and something that we look forward to but it also can be an awkward thing. It can make us feel uncomfortable. But when we are silent, we begin to hear things that usually go unnoticed. The heat or the AC blowing, a sniffle here or there, someone's stomach growling, our own minds racing, to try and fix the silence. The whisper of a neighbor, or perhaps the still small voice of God. Silence allows us to hear things all around us. Things that are always there, but that we rarely notice. Today, our scripture is found in James chapter 1, verses 19 through 26. Let's look at that together. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once, forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. As we ponder today's scripture, let us ask this question. Silence may allow us to hear, but are we truly listening? Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we come before you this wonderful, glorious morning to give you worship and praise and glory because you are worthy of it. Let us go tell it on the mountain, the good news that Christ is born. But today as we hear your word, may it be your word spoken, not mine. May it transform our hearts from the inside out and may we live it out each and every day moving forward. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. We have all used a phone and most of us, including me, have used this type of phone with a cord connected to it. Now, I haven't used a rotary phone, but I have our dining room. And our dining room was located in between our living room and our kitchen. So you can imagine it was a very busy place in the house. And I'm sure a lot of you had similar experiences with your phones. It was often in our house that you would hear this phrase. Hey, be quiet, I'm on the phone. Why was this phrase so common? It was because it was difficult for the person on the phone to hear whomever they were talking to. You see, even today, this is true. Especially if you watch me. When I get a phone call, I'll walk away from whatever I'm doing and find a place that's away from people, a quiet place so that I can talk and focus on the conversation. And while phones are used for so much more today, the main function remains the same, communication. And there are two active parts of communication, speaking and active listening. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule, but for many or most of us, speaking comes naturally and is easy to master. On the other hand, active listening is much more difficult to master and often neglected entirely. Married women in the room know this to be true. And married men in the room understand this concept mainly because we are guilty of not actively listening. Today, our scripture challenges all of us. Kids, youth, parents, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, friends, strangers, bosses, co-workers, and let me preface this sermon with this, that I am preaching to myself as much as I am preaching to you. This morning, our scripture in James helps us to learn the very important principle of active listening and all that it entails. And it may be obvious, but let's start with, are we quick to listen to God? Are we quick to listen to God? We started this morning in silence. And we mentioned how silence can be uncomfortable and awkward. 
But it's also when we hear what normally goes unnoticed. And throughout scripture, God has been speaking to people often in the quiet, silent, restful places and in unexpected ways. Here are just some examples of God speaking to people in the Old Testament. In the beginning, in Genesis, the book of beginnings, God spoke. In the midst of the greatest silence we've ever experienced in the world, God spoke and the world was created. God spoke to Adam and Eve in the garden. God spoke to Moses to give people instruction. God spoke to Ezekiel, the prophet. He spoke to Noah and his sons. He spoke to Job and his friends. He spoke to Jacob and Jonah and Hosea. He spoke to David and Solomon and Elijah, Isaiah and Zechariah. All throughout the Old Testament, God was speaking to people. But God has also been speaking to people in the New Testament. First and foremost, to Jesus, his son, who is also fully God. And so Jesus is also speaking to Mary and Joseph to his disciples, to all of the people that he interacted with and engaged with during his ministry and his life. God also spoke to the writers of scripture, which means God is also speaking to us today. I love this meme that I found uh, which references the office. This is not in the office, by the way, but it references the office. You want to hear God speak? Read your Bible. I want to hear God audibly. I love this meme because in my own life, I've longed and wished to hear God audibly. And this meme challenges me because we may wish for God to speak to us like he did to others. But when we do that, do we minimize the way that God is speaking to each and every one of us today? Not only through scripture, but also through his Holy Spirit living inside of us. or through the biblical counsel of our brothers and sisters in Christ. We all have a Bible, and if you don't, come see me after the service, I will give you a Bible. But most, if not all of us, have a Bible at home. But how many of us are quick to read it? Are quick to hear it? Are quick to listen to it? quick to engage with it and allow the Holy Spirit to use it to change us from the inside out. See, God has given us his living 
an active word. But are we listening? Scripture is God-breathed. Using human hands, God recorded his words for us to listen to and to follow. We see this to be true in 2 Timothy chapter 3. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. We also see this true in Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And finally, in Matthew chapter 17, he was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. God is speaking to us. But do we take the time to listen? Can we recognize his voice? Are our lives too loud? Or James says, are we quick to listen to God? Because when we listen to God, we learn the heart of God. We grow in our understanding of God's grace, his love, his mercy, and our lives become more aligned with his desires. And if these things are true when we listen to God, what happens when we don't? When we fail to actively listen to God, our relationship and intimacy with God dwindles, our understanding of the heart of God diminishes, and we are more inclined to follow the wisdom of the world instead of the wisdom of God, and we become more inward focused. So let's be quick to listen to God. Ask ourselves this question, are we quick to listen to others? Are we quick to listen to others? We know that God actively listens to us, so we see this in Isaiah and all throughout Scripture, but Isaiah 65, before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. God models actively listening to us to show his desire for us to actively listen to him, but also to actively listen to others. When we learn how to actively listen to God, we become more willing to shift our position in a conversation from speaker to active listener. We are challenged to put away all of our filthiness and our wickedness so that we can receive his word. I love how God communicates this using James. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, 
and slow to anger. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. When we hear God's word and we live them out, our goal in listening to others shifts. We no longer are worried about what to say next or how to fix their problem. We, are no longer, we no longer allow our emotions to control the conversation. And for us to effectively accomplish this, two things must also be true in our lives. Are we slow to speak and slow to become angry? Throughout scripture, including our scripture today, God repeatedly teaches us the importance and the power of controlling our tongue, limiting our speech, and effectively using our ears. See how God teaches us this in Proverbs chapter 10. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable. But he who restrains his lips is wise. Again in Ephesians chapter 4, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as it is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. And finally in Matthew chapter 12, 34 through 37, you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out his good treasure, what is good, and the evil man brings out his evil treasure, what is evil. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment. Wow. Wow. Do we think about our words that intently? That every careless word will have an accounting for it? It can be easy to listen when we agree. When we aren't challenged. When we aren't hurt by it. But it becomes much more difficult when we disagree, when it angers or frustrates us, or when it challenges or convicts us. Earlier, I mentioned not to allow our emotions to control the conversation. This doesn't mean that we don't feel. God created us as human beings with emotions that have purpose. Emotions are neither good nor bad but they can become good or bad depending on how and what we allow them to control in our lives. In our conversations with others, do we have mastery over how our emotions impact our speech and our active listening skills? Or do we allow our emotions, like anger, to take over and to shift our mind, shift our heart, and shift our attitude so that it's no longer aligned with God's desires. 
Finally, can we be active listeners? This point really has two meanings. Number one, it allows us to define what it means to be active listeners, not only with others, but also with God. It allows us to see being an active listener is not passive. To be an active listener, you must be a doer. And we've been bouncing around this idea all morning, but do we know what it truly means to be an active listener? Not only to others, but first and foremost to God. Active listening is not a secular concept. It's a biblical one. We know this because we see the fruit of the Spirit reflected and lived out through what we call active listening, which means the characteristics of God are reflected and lived out through active listening. And the single act of listening is not the same as active listening. Refer back to husbands and wives. This is true with Angel and I. Like I said, I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm preaching to you. I'll be sitting there and I'll have heard what she said, but I'm not listening to what she's saying. There's a difference between listening and active listening. See, the combination of the gifts given by God's Holy Spirit practiced and developed into skills and habits is when we see active listening truly present. So here are some, uh, some, but not all of the gifts and skills and habits of active listening. Listening may be enough. Sometimes the sharer just wants someone to listen to them. We tend to want to fix the problem for them, but if our minds are focused on coming up with solutions for them, then we fail to truly listen. And in this, we show love and peace to the sharer. Number two, use positive body language. As the listener, show that you are engaged and interested by nodding, facing the other person, and maintaining an open and relaxed body posture. Try to avoid, this is huge for all of us, try, try to avoid attending to distractions in your environment or checking your phone. In addition, be mindful of your facial expressions, avoiding expressions that may convey disapproval. Again, this shows love and peace. Number three, show empathy. If the sharer voices negative feelings, try to validate them rather than question them. Try to consider why they may feel this way and put yourself into their shoes. You could say, I can understand how that situation could cause frustration. This shows gentleness in our conversation and joy Number four, ask questions. When appropriate, ask questions to encourage the sharer 
to elaborate on their thoughts and their feelings, try to avoid jumping to conclusions about what they said. Instead, ask questions as, when you say blank, do you mean blank? To clarify their meaning. This shows patience and self-control. Number five, paraphrase. When the other person has finished expressing a thought, paraphrase what they said to make sure you understand and to show that you are paying attention. Things you can say are, what I hear you saying is, it sounds like, or if I understand you correctly. And this shows gentleness in our conversation as well as faithfulness. Six, evaluate the conversation. After you have fully interpreted what the sharer has to say, take a moment to ponder, to evaluate, to discern, to think about your response to the conversation. Again, this shows patience and faithfulness. Number seven, avoid judgment. There's only one perfect judge, and that is God. Your goal is to understand the sharer's perspective. Try not to interrupt with your own opinions while the sharer is speaking. Getting emotionally involved, angry, or upset is something you don't want to do. But let me first clarify, judgment and accountability are different. And in church, we often confuse these two words. Judgment is sitting above the other person, looking down on their situation and judging what is happening. Accountability is realizing that there's one perfect judge and that we seek sit as equals. And in confidence with one another and trust, we, excuse me, we ask each other to keep each other accountable so when we do mess up, we can have accountability. That's a different perspective. Again, this shows kindness and goodness in our conversations. And finally, don't give advice too quickly. Allow the sharer to finish speaking before attempting to give advice. You want to make sure that you fully understand them first. Moving too quickly into advice giving often is counterproductive. Again, this shows self-control. Active listening is not something we will master overnight. But it is something that we should be practicing with God and with others. To be active, we cannot be passive. We must put this into practice. God says, this, uh, God says it this way through James. For if anyone is a hearer of the word... And not a doer. He is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and forgets what he looks like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We must be doers. We must develop the skills and the habits out of the gifts of God into active listening. First with God, 
and second with others. We are then challenged to live out what he tells us. And how can we know the desires of God if we are not truly actively listening to him? So let me give you an example. This is one way of actively listening to God and what it might look like. When life is loud and chaotic, will we be intentional to listen to God? What would it look like to just listen to God instead of speaking? What is our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual posture when we speak or listen to God? Do we have empathy for the people God loves? Do we ask questions and seek to understand God's words more? Or do we think that we already understand everything perfectly? Can we express what God has said to us in our own words, showing that we fully understand what is being said? Do we evaluate the conversation that we have with God? Can we allow God to be the perfect judge? Will we listen to God's advice and give his advice instead of our own? Similarly, how will we listen to others moving forward? In life, we encounter more situations where it's faster and easier to be quick to speak, quick to anger, and slow to listen. But what would it look like if we practice being slow to anger when others have different opinions, when we disagree, or when we become offended or hurt? What would it look like, children and youth, if we actively listen to our parents, to our teachers, to our friends? What would it look like, adults, if we actively listen to our children, our grandchildren, our friends, and our bosses? What would it look like, husbands and wives, if we actively listen to our spouses and to our in-laws? What would it look like if we practice being slow to speak when others are speaking? What would it look like if we didn't need to have the first or the last word. I know God would be excited to find out. So here's my challenge for you this morning, church. Can we make 2024 here at St. John a year of listening? Here at St. John, can we challenge one another first to listen and to speak second? Can we first listen to God, digging into his words that are written out for us in Scripture that are living and active 
and engage with it and learn the desires of God and then listen to others before speaking. And in our conversations this year, can we show humility? Can we extend grace? And can we forgive quickly? Church, can I challenge us to make 2024 a year of active listening? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would speak to us this year. Help us to have ears that hear, ears that listen, that we would engage with your word, that we would allow it to transform us, that we would learn and, and know the desires of your heart. And as we listen to you, God, help us to apply the gifts of the Spirit into listening to others. That we may truly listen, actively listen, that we be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to forgive, quick to humility and grace. God, may this be true for us this year and as we practice and build and master this, it becomes a reality for every year to follow. Pray this all in your son's name.